This is the 217 Recovery Podcast with Corey Winfield and co-host Marnie Winfield. I seen somebody wearing their 217 Recovery Podcast t-shirt today. It was new, it was walking around, it was hovering above the ground, looking awesome. He was certainly happy to get that, I assume, because he was wearing it. It is the 30th of July, 2022. I'm Corey Winfield. I'm Marty Winfield. And this is the 217 Recovery Podcast. 217 Recovery Podcast. Tyrone said we need a jingle. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. He brought up some like show from the 70s. I think it was like a black show uh-huh. targeted for the black audience, you know? And he's like, you need one like that. I said, I don't know what you're talking about, Tyrone. First of all, that show was on before I was born. And secondly, what are you talking about? Like, I'm happy for a jingle. I'll do a jingle. 217 Recovery Podcast. Waking up on a Saturday. Ow. Ow. No. I mean, I I didn't put that to, I didn't put pen to paper yet on that. Pen to pad. So. Got some work to do. Yeah, give me a day. Give me an hour. Knock something out. Are you going to sing it? Are you? No, absolutely not. I know a couple singer people, but one of them was named Zach. He was on American Idol. Well, he tried out for it. He didn't make the cut. He wasn't pretty enough. Oh, well. No, Zach is a pretty man. He actually moved to Chicago. He was supposed to be on the podcast a couple times, and then he ghosted me. So I'm just singing it myself. Anyway, how are you doing today? It's a beautiful day. I'm good. I'm excited. Yeah. In the Mackinac Island. Yeah. For a couple days. Yeah. I, I need it. You need a little break. I need a little break. We just had a, well, no, going to Pittsburgh wasn't a break that at was all. was like a job. Yeah, and all the time you spent getting ready, doing this hair for a wedding, you know, yeah. it was your sister's wedding. And then 15 minutes later, it's over. Yeah. Like, well, it was a lot of work for just... It was. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I was so glad to participate in a magical day for her, you know. But it was just like... Plus, it was get there, bam, wedding, and then, like, pack up. And plus, there was so much stuff you had to bring because it was a wedding. So it was, yeah, it's definitely... Like, if you looked at it, like, on a spreadsheet or a chart or something. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm very bougie about my coffee. I don't know if I shared that we ended up buying a Keurig when we were down there. Yeah, we did, didn't we? We did. So I was going to actually bring it with us this time, but they have a Keurig in the room that we're going to be staying in on the island. So I was like, phew. Because I don't have a Walmart there either or a Best Buy where we could just run and buy a, a new one. Well, I mean, I'm not like as bougie as like getting a Starbucks every morning, you know, from actual like have someone make it for me mm. drive there go pay 15 pay bucks for seven dollars for a coffee yeah but you know it is a treat so and i don't drink anymore so that's kind of how i spoil myself yeah and the wedding thing too like eight hours of driving there eight hours of driving back hotel i mean the cost analysis on that is like wow yeah it's pretty crazy and that's when gas was like Seven dollars. Yeah. Not really. So but it seemed like it. Those are the sacrifices we can make today in recovery. Yes. You know, sometimes you can look at the negatives of like, oh, it's gonna cost this and it's gonna be that. But in the wedding between that and the reception only lasts four hours. What are we wasting all of our time for? 
Because there are some people that would have said that. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, this is something that being in recovery, we get a chance to actually be there. We get to remember it. And we're invited to it. Yeah. The f- four hours of the wedding or whatever, like all the other time around that is pretty much up to us to make fun. Right. You know, you can take nephews to the Curious Kids Museum thing and mm-hmm. hear him talk about how he, he wants to die and go to hell and see mm-hmm. Satan and have fun. And yeah, I, that child, he needs therapy. That's what's up, you know what I'm but, saying? No, I mean, take a step back from the whole thing. It's yeah. These are the things that were like, oh, man, you know, what was it, four or five days? That we were in Pittsburgh? The, the whole trip was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think four days. Yeah, I mean, like, those were not conversations we would have had, you know, four years ago, mm-hmm. let alone not being together, but, like, those are the problems that we have today. Mm-hmm. Those so are, those are the <laughs> that we have today. Not even uh, close people to. People rely on me for things. Oh, oh my God. They asked me to participate in a, a place in this <laughs> in this milestone event of her life. Uh, oh, they trust me to show up. Oh, my God. Such <laughs> so, a pain in the ass. So, yeah. Man, shame on us for. Yeah, No, and that kind of falls in the category, too, where if you commit to something, do it, you know. Yeah. And. I mean, I was kind of moping, like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're doing all this for this and that. But, hey, man, it's your sister. And I don't think I was too bad. And most of the time I was joking. But I was truly scarred by your nephew saying that. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, I, that needs to probably I need be to a, talk to Susan, my therapist, about that. Apparently, I need to unpack that. Like, and, what do you say? Yeah. And, like, wow. Hope he's okay. He's just a little guy. He's fun. Yeah. I like him. I think it's a too much, too much exposure to crazy stuff on TV or whatever. You well, got it from somewhere. I mean, in all fairness, I was talking about going to see Bones of Children. Right. He thought you were dark and it'd be funny to Yeah, he wasn't just like sitting bus. there listening to his Barney CD or whatever they listen to now. I don't even know. And then he just took his headphones off and was like, I can't wait to meet Satan and go to hell. It's going to be great. He didn't say that in all fairness. You know, like, so I, I did kind of lead the horse to water there, but yeah, I think it was probably he thought he would be funny, and I just don't know the humor of a five or six year old. I, I don't maybe, know their hip to the game like that. Maybe he's smart enough to like when you were saying that dark stuff that he did think it would be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just don't. And he's knowledgeable about you know that religious piece, and let's just go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. It'll make me feel better, and I'll never <laughs> know the answer. And those are some of the things you need to just kind of move on from. <sighs> I just need to talk about it one more time, I think, to get it out. Yeah. But it, the other day when I was talking at the treatment center, a guy was talking about, oh, this and that and family. And, oh, they were calling. Now they're going to answer my call. And I'm thinking this. And I was like, stop. Stop. Maybe they're busy. Who knows? Maybe they're mad at you. Who knows? Like, don't worry about things that you have no control over and that you're not going to know the answers to. Right. You know, there was that situation where when I moved back, I was all like, oh, my God, like, what's going to happen? And then um, bad stuff happened. And I was sitting there thinking, well, which one was it? Was it this or was it that? And when I went to Pine Rest, the guy's like, look, man, like, let's look at the positives of this. You know, you're not stuck with this. You're not trapped with this. Here's what could have happened. And I'm like, wow, that could have been really, that could that would be worse. And he's like, yeah. And the fact that you're never going to know the answer. So just. Move on, man. Is this an individual that was in treatment? No, that was the um, therapist. 
I was talking to oh, okay. that gave me that advice. And, you know, I pass it all on to other people. You know, I told that dude the other day, kind of pretty much the same thing. It's like, look, you're not going to know the answer if they're dodging you, if they're mad at you, if they're busy, but you're in here worrying about it and you need to be in here worrying about you. No, that's what I was. That's what I meant is like I can see. And it, this is the input that I got from my own family is that when you're in treatment, they want you to like do treatment, right? They know you're safe. They know you're where you need to be. And, you know, so it's maybe they're just like, I'm just going to let him do his thing. Like he's, he's okay. And I'll touch base with them, but you know, mm, but it's funny how people, when they get into treatment, they become so more important in their own mind. And I don't know if it's just cause they're clean and sober. They can kind of rationalize things and they're thinking about things now. And when you're drunk and using, you're just thinking about being drunk and using and then forgetting. Yeah. I just want to not think, you know, like, so maybe it's, it's part of that too, where they're in there, they're thinking again, that they're starting to feel better. And they're like, Oh man, like I should, I should be there for that. And maybe there's some kind of guilt associated with it. Like, Oh man, I, I'm, I'm sad that I'm not helping my mom move or, or sad that I'm not doing this or that. Well, that's what I'm saying is maybe they don't pick up the phone. Cause that gives them an opportunity to be like, I think I'm ready to come home now. Because mm-hmm. we don't know that person. Maybe they've tried to find a way out. Oh, absolutely. Of stuff like that. And so they're just like, I'm not even going to pick up the phone. Like, he's there. He's doing his thing. Let's just leave that be for now. I don't even want to give him the opportunity to suggest leaving early or. Mm-hmm. And when I was in treatment last time, and I told them this too, like, after two weeks, you had to wait two weeks before you could use the phone. I waited over a month. Because what am I going to tell anybody? You know, like, and it's the same thing. If they would have seen me calling, they'd have been like, oh, Corey wants to leave early. Something's not acceptable for him. You know, it's, oh, he doesn't like somebody or somebody said something pissed him off or he's going to say there's bed bugs or I had so many excuses, so many excuses. <laughs> so don't blame them for not picking up and they're never going to, you're never going to know. So stop focusing on that. But I, I think that the people, like I said, I think they're getting in there, they're getting a clear head, and now they're becoming important, or there's some guilt associated with it where they they feel bad because they're not there, they're not helping out, so let me call, let me see, and yeah, and then it will turn into, well, look, I, I've been here for a week now, feeling better, I just need to get out, I, I figured it out, I got it, man, you know, and your son, daughter, whoever, they don't want to hear that, they want you to do the whole the whole thing, you signed up for it, when you went in, think about that. When people go in, they're, oh, my God, I'll do anything. Oh, my gosh. I... Yeah, give them a week. Like Tyrone says, you know, give them a nice place to sleep for a few days and some meals. And whoop, they're right back at it. Oh, I'm good. See you later. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's true. But you committed to something, do it. You know, do the 30 days, do the 60 days, whatever you, you know, signed up for. And show your family that you're you're about it. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't matter if you have to go back again and again and again. You know, at least you stuck it out. At least you did it, man. You did what you said you were going to do. Look at you. Make steps. Progress. Yep. But, yeah. So, um, Mackinac Island, I wanted to take Tyrone there one time. And I, you got so mad at me when I was talking about it. Because I wanted to take Tyrone because I thought it would be funny. And then I wanted to dress up in, like, wrestler outfits. Like, we all. Like, I think Chris was on board. Beckman was on board. I don't know. And, and part of my mind, I really wanted it to happen. But part of me, I knew I was just talking smack. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, brother. 
But how I don't know. I just think it would be hilarious because people who go to Mackinac Island would see us walking around like we're wrestlers. <laughs> that would be stuff funny. you come up with, I, I swear. And then, yeah. And then you guys didn't like my idea about Tyrone at the island. And you don't even want to talk about it. You're shaking your head no. And I'm not. But I'm just, I'm just bringing up facts. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to avoid them. Um, but no, because Tyrone's never been there. And I do want to see his reaction. And I hope we can go with him one day. But I, I just think Tyrone would be, it would be so funny to watch his face when a horse just lets go <laughs> right there in the middle of the street. Yeah. Because I don't think Tyrone's ever seen that. We can still take him. Coming from Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just was just, oh my God. I can just see him running over, like moving children out of the way. You don't want to stand there. Yeah. <laughs> the horse going to pee on you. Yeah. I can see him doing that. <laughs> He'd be, he'd be saving her back on the street. No, 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 step in that. Oh, my gosh. Can we get a cone to put over this doo-doo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why I think it would really be funny. But, but yeah, we're going, and the weather is supposed to be pretty nice. Like 73 today, maybe, yeah, 75 Today and tomorrow are supposed to be nice, and then Monday there's a pretty high chance there's going to be rain, but we're heading back Monday still. So. Yeah, it is. It is a quick, quick trip again, but this is just like for fun. So yeah, we can bike around the island. Yep. Do you ever make those stone things? Stone. I don't know. There's a name for them. I don't know if it's like Native American thing, but they put the stone that starts with a big one, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller all the way. Um. Yeah, I did at one point. I think I did that when I was in in rehab. Oh, on the island? No, not on oh. the island. Oh. All you need is stones, babe. Well, yeah, but a lot of people do that on the island. Oh, really? Yeah, like when you ride your bike around it, you'll see it like a bent the back end. There's see, like I don't remember that. A bunch of them. I don't remember any of that. The last time you went, you were with your boyfriend. Yeah, it's true. Uh, is it going to bring back sad memories? <laughs> no. It's just, I don't even barely remember it. I was 17 years old. That was forever ago. Wow. 17-year-old Marnie, I bet you had attitude. I bet you were like, we are not going here, not going there. No, you were just full of joy. No, I was I was a good teen. I think you were spoiled. You think so? Yes. No, I wasn't really, I wasn't spoiled. Uh-huh. I was a hard worker. I was, I got, I was responsible for myself. Mm-hmm. I paid my car insurance. I did. I paid my for my well. I didn't pay for my first car because it was a hand me down. You could like see through the wheel wells. It was hilarious. Wow. It was like all rusted out. Yeah. I got a bicycle. Yeah, but that's what's up. You know, I was grateful. Mm -hmm. I was grateful. Got me to soccer practice because that would the bicycle that I would take on my paper route. Mm -hmm. It's twelve. Oh, see, you can't have a car when you're twelve. So now I had to save up for one. For a bicycle. I think I had to pay it back, yeah. <laughs> but now I had to save up for the car. I was I was definitely really. taking care of when I was a child, yes. I was in an unfortunate vehicle crash. Whose fault was that? Oh, the guy who was driving. Was that you driving? I was 14. <laughs> it was your fault. Coming back from work in the fields. It was your fault. I was coming back from work in the fields. Just saying. So I got a couple coins purchase my first vehicle but yeah it wasn't handed to me I wasn't given a beater to drive around the city 
high school didn't have a swimming pool. I didn't have mine didn't either. <laughs> oh, but it does now. I guess so. Oh. I don't know. I wasn't didn't have one when I was in it, mm-hmm. so you voted to pass the millage <laughs> for the swimming pool. I'm from Coloma. This is a poor little city. South side of Ben Haba. <sighs> it was a rough life growing up there. Had to walk to school through fields. That's not true. Your school was like two blocks away. But there was a field. Two blocks. Two blocks, Corey. Well, if you I had to, to walk to school blocks. too. But I had I just went when my through, parents got divorced. Through the field. There was a field. I had to walk way longer than two blocks. Through the woods. I had to go in the back. So door. yours was safer. I had to walk on. I don't know. Those animals and stuff. No, there was not. There was. There's animals everywhere. There's Your deer running around. Your storytelling is just insane. We're gonna find out today. But I just want to. I want to mark it right now that there's gonna be an apology when you say that this is this is all this stuff was true and that you're gonna say that I'm awesome, awesome storyteller. Oh, okay. It's like my deer hunting story. You are an awesome storyteller. But that's what you tell <laughs> tall, tall tales. No, I'm saying they're elaborate. No, just unpacking stuff today. It's unpacking Saturday, apparently. I guess so. You have anything else? I don't think so. I'm Not sure right. you well, do. I do, but fantasy football though that's coming up. Can't wait. Yeah, you finally we're starting to do a mock draft yesterday, and then family interrupted us. <laughs> I said that how bad. Yeah. No, nah, but we were waiting for family at this restaurant because we had to wait like an hour and a half or something. It wasn't even that long, but we got there early and we were going to wait for everybody kind of and gonna do a mock draft and get on it. And then bloop, family showed up. I'm like, ah. But fantasy football is awesome. And again, thanks to the fantasy footballers. They're a podcast and they have a website and they have an ultimate draft kit. And you can buy it. It helps you out. Like it'll help you out, Marnie. Mm-hmm. Tyrone. Once I could get him on board to figure out where to go to get it. And then he, he sent me a message today, Tyrone did, which I I took as he wanted to know if he could draft himself. Like, I want to make sure that I'm, I don't know. I, I was very confused by that. But it'll help Tyrone out, kind of tell him what players to. Uh, anybody that's really not familiar. With football, yeah. I mean, if you don't follow it totally, or even if you do follow it, you know, there might be some sneaky people that you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that team or them or that person or. Whatever. So check out their podcast. They support people in recovery. That's the, my point there. Yeah. And, you know, we, we told them we were doing um, a sober football fantasy league. And they were just like, that's awesome, you know. And let us know how it turns out this year. Doesn't it make you feel all wins. warm and fuzzy inside, even though it's just a little thing. And it's just not even really it's a drop in the bucket for them. But still that they're recognizing, like, mm. how cool it is that. We're doing that and that supporting people that are staying sober. Yeah. And some people have never tried fantasy football. It's like, so what? So what do you want? Because why? All these people are like, yep, you do it. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah. It does make me feel good when people support recovery like that. You know, and unfortunately, you know, we reached out again to Speedway and they're like, oh, I can't help you out. We gave the money to United Way. And it's like, okay, that's cool too, I guess. But, um, with them too, it's probably more of like when we ask, yeah, I'm you know, sure it is. what type of year, when, what type of year, what time of year, not what type of year, yep. but, um, but yeah, Speedway supported us in the past and we just had to get better at that. So not dogging them. It's just like, huh. but 
when they do say yes, like fantasy footballers, and they say, yeah, man, I hope this really helps and hopes it helps keep you guys sober and you guys can show other people that, yeah, fantasy football is fun. And if you haven't tried it before, this is this is what we do. And a lot of people won't do it because I've never done it before. I don't know. I don't have time for that. They'll make a bunch of excuses, you know. But really, it's just because they don't know what they're doing and they don't want to admit that. I well, still don't know what I'm doing and it's still fun. <laughs> so that's no excuse at all. Yeah, you don't put any effort into it. I do put some effort into it. Mm. I do. I could put more in, and I probably will this year. Mm. But it's still super fun. And like you said, there's like cheat sheets. Yeah. Which is no shame in that. No. They do that for a reason. It's like in T-ball, when the little kids get the stand, so they for sure hit the ball, right? (laughs) So you kind of like eliminate the other factors of potentially completely not being able to have a functional game. What did they do before T-ball? Did they just not have a? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, sure. I mean, since age of kid, I have no idea. But I remember watching my brother play T-ball, and they had they have you know the little stand or whatever. And I don't know what at what age they start actually having a pitcher. But it's adorable. He goes the pitcher machine. I think that's like six, seven. So I just think they probably didn't have anything. Like it was just the parents out there it. like yeah. chucking the ball at them because nobody would show up for that. Yeah. Let's watch four-year-olds play baseball. Huh? Mm-hmm. You mad? That would actually it might be entertaining. A lot of strikeouts. Yeah. But I think the game would last a really long time. Yeah. Would you just have them like bat around? Like there's no outs. Like just, just bat around. All the rules is what you'd have to do, which Let's would be that. great. Could yeah. be a money maker. Really doesn't no matter what you to go to first base. So just do it that way. Yeah, and then the only way they can make an out is by not listening. And somebody could like throw the ball into the field. It's <laughs> like many, pretend is a pretend hit. How many holes they dig and cover back up? If they sit and down and play in the grass. <laughs> how many flowers or dandelions Aww, they pick? This is making me so it's so adorable. You got to run to first, pick two dandelions, dig a hole, bury it back up. Spin around. Yeah. Dance. Take, take the base, throw it over Go there. Go talk to somebody else on the team who's on the other side of the field. <laughs> Go high five the center secret. fielder. Yeah. <laughs> Those, there's no ball involved even. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just have people drop their kids off or just like a energy it's like a dog park, but for children. Yeah, they just, yeah, the kid, people drop their kids off <laughs> and for they us to uniforms. drain their energy. You know, yeah, and they, and they feel important. Like, all right, go out and that's get that what it's all about. Yeah. Parents are like, thank you, thank you. I'm gonna go home and have wild sex now, or whatever. We're gonna shopping, eat <laughs> dinner, whatever people do without kids. I don't know. I mean, I know, but I don't know. Anyway, so that's what we're doing today. We're going to Mackinac Island for the day and stuff so that'll be fun and we're gonna have fun in recovery we're gonna try to start a meeting up there yeah they only have meetings on tuesdays and fridays so they say but i bet we put a little something up at the front desk of the hotels and say hey we're gonna meet i don't know be an experiment very yeah that's Cause you know, there's ambitious. I know, I know on the Island, there's at least five dads that are like dying to get away. And if they're in recovery, 
So what are you going to do? Put it out tonight and say tomorrow? You got to find a space. The conference room. At our hotel? Out by the old oak tree. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll let you know. Yeah. (laughs) We will let you know. And we'll let you know who's the best storyteller in the world, too. Okay. Can't wait. I'm vindicated. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? All right. Take care. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you when we get back. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all that. And there's tons of resources at 217recovery.com. Thanks for listening to the 217 Recovery Podcast. When a bunch of free shit from 217 Recovery. Go to the app or the website, 217recovery.com.